Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to GEMS Podcast. I am your host, Genesis Amaris Kemp, and with me today is Grace DeAngeli. And today we're going to talk about the breast cancer hero's journey. What does that look like and where did angels of grace stem from? But before we dive in, here is a bit about Grace. Grace is a wife, an entrepreneur, and a breast cancer survivor. Her entrepreneurial journey began at 40 years of age by pursuing life on her terms and eventually building a building and scaling a family construction company to seven figures and employing 22 staff members. At the age of 47, she was diagnosed with breast cancer while watching their family business being taken from them due to a bad project. She was made to look within and start to heal her body, her mind, and her spirit. She is on a mission to help women ready to heal and to crave for happiness, meaning and accomplishment by leading them on an inner and outer journey of self-discovery and achievement so they can turn their dreams into reality and build a life they always wanted and never lose their way again, no matter what life or the world throws at them. And she was born in, born in Australia from Italian immigrants. Today, she lives in Melbourne, Australia. And without further ado, please put your hands together and welcome Grace DeAngeli. Thank you for having me here. It's super amazing to be here today. <laughs> so Grace, you have an extensive and impressive background and we all know a bio is just a bio but I want you to give us what's a fun fact about you or what's that wild card that makes you stand out uh well the fun fact about me is I always make fun of myself always I'm always doing silly things I'll be the one you know trying to to sing off the top of my lungs um you know I I just I just love poking fun at myself so that's a really good fun fact for me so I for me it's all about laughter it's all about having fun and having a good time in life yeah Amazing. And you know what they say, laughter is good for the soul. And laughter actually keeps you looking young and you look phenomenal. (laughs) Thank you for that. I keep forgetting that uh, at my age now, I can go into a retirement village. And it's like, oh, that's actually really scary when you hear it like that. So turning 51 this year, it's like, wow, I can go into a retirement village. I'm not ready for that. So, (laughs) so Grace, let's dive in on your curveball, breast cancer, Mm. and how did you come to the breast cancer hero's journey? Because sometimes something so near and dear and precious, such as breasts, which some people don't like to talk about breasts, Mm. but, you know, we're women, we all have them, and some had them, but they no longer have them, or they they had their own and then they did, you know, either a breast reduction or they've done breast implants. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's very sensitive. And whenever you have a woman that is diagnosed with breast cancer, what looks like 
breast cancer to one may look totally different to another woman battling breast cancer. But if we never intersect the dots and have these hard but yet intimate conversations, I think that we're missing the gap. Absolutely. And I agree with you. So my journey pretty much began because my mum was diagnosed with breast cancer and she became the fourth member of her family, uh, you know, sisters, mother, niece and things like that. So, you know, with, you know, with us, obviously we were tested for what they call BRCA1 and BRCA2 to make sure that it wasn't a genetic uh, breast cancer. Now, so we were on a recall. So I was on a recall for five years. My mother passed away with um, with uterus cancer, but her breast cancer was secondary cancer, but they still put us in a high category, get tested every year. So every year for five years, I was getting tested, get the phone call. Great. You're good to go. See you next year. And um, in 2018, uh, I got the call to say we found something and we need to do a biopsy. So that's where my journey started. Now, having said that, I was I was on my way to a holiday. I was feeling great. I, I didn't feel any lumps or anything. Um, you know, a lot of women do get lumps or swelling or really, really painful things like that. I got none of that. So mine wasn't a symptom that was on the outside. So had it not been for the MRI that I took, so I do a mammogram, an ultrasound, and an MRI. If it wasn't for the MRI, it wouldn't have been picked up. What mine was is what they call stage one. But what they wanted to do is because I then became the fifth member of the family I in my mother's side, uh, they wanted to make sure, again, it wasn't genetic, it wasn't in the BRCA, and again, it became negative. Um, so what I did is I actually took a different road, uh, a different route. But the first thing I did was when I got diagnosed is... Well, actually, my husband helped me. And what I mean by that is I was about to sign my life away. When I say that, the doctor was, we're going to get operated. We're going to take out some lymph nodes. Let's do that. Um, you know, and I was, my husband sort of said, hang on a minute, let's just take a step back. So that's what I did. I took a step back and I said to the doctor, the surgeon, can I have some weeks and she said, absolutely, go and think about what you want to do, which was what I highly recommend for people to do is take a step back. Because in that moment, when you get told you have cancer, um, and especially in the breast for a woman, you don't know the severity, you don't know if it's genetic. Some women have to have um, a double mastectomy, things like that. Some of them have to go and do double mastectomies and a hysterectomy. So a lot of people aren't aware of this, that it's not just a matter of, oh, okay, I'll take, you know, my breast away and get chemo radiation. It's a lot to it. Um, so I, I decided to take a step back. But the one thing I did straight away was I put like a, a dream team, my dream team, and I got five of my closest friends and family. And I contacted them and said, guys, I've just been diagnosed this is what I'm going through and I need you. And every fifth person was there present. Um, and we basically started this journey together. And what I mean by that is we looked at all the pros and cons of everything that was out there. So that's where pretty much my hero's journey came from because it was a matter of stepping into myself and saying, right, I've got this, but I'm not alone. And 
and I've got a, a beautiful support system around me and we're going to do whatever we need to do to um, to get through this. So yeah, so that's where it started pretty wow. much. And I really want to commend your husband for stepping in and saying, wait, let's pause mm. and take a step back and dial, dial it back. Because sometimes, you know, we know that men react different to certain situations than women do. And sometimes they just want to be the fixer and they want to solve everything versus just listening and really being attentive and then dissecting the situation to see, okay, is there a solution for for this problem? Is there something else that we could do to mitigate the risk or is there an alternate approach? So I love, love, love that he was there to be your sounding board, but he also came in with a different perspective that caused you to then go back to your um, provider and your physician and say, you know what, I need a few weeks to think about it. And the response of your physician was like, okay, take the time that you need. Because whenever you get diagnosed with something as cancer, it should be a partnership between you and your physician where you're both bringing ideas to the table and you're making the best decisions for you and your overall well-being. And then another thing that really um, stood out, Grace, as you were talking about the journey is that you told the five closest people that were connected to you and you all got together and you went through this process and I can't tell you how important it is to have a support system, whether you're battling with cancer or another type of illness, when you have the love of family members and friends that are there to help you along the way, uh, without any judgment or any criticism, it actually helps aid in the healing and the recovery process. That is so true um, it, because what it is, is, you, you know, what, the way I looked at it is I basically, you know, we sat around and we said, right, this is what we have. I looked at it like it was an external thing and we have to deal with this. So that's how I did it. That was the first step I took. I didn't allow cancer or the breast cancer diagnosis to become me. It's not who I am and it's, it'll never be who I was. It was like, you know, and I've heard other women explain it the same way. It's like someone's, you know, renting your property and they're not paying. They're not paying rent. So it was like, right, this thing is an external thing. Even though it was physical, I'm looking at it from a different perspective. How do we deal with that? And that's exactly what you said. And believe it or not, most of my dream team were made up of men. Um, you know, like between myself and my husband, we were seven, there was four men in there. So, and it's not because I wanted a man's point of view. It's because like you said, men want to fix things. Women become too uh, emotional. So my sisters would have been just get operated, do the chemo, do the radiation, just, uh, you know, whereas men look at it and go, right, is this going to be the way we're going to fix it? And also they have plans B plan C. If this doesn't work, let's go to a different place. Let's go. To, and they think, they think differently. Although they were so supportive, they allowed me to go through my emotions. They looked at it from a different angle. And I'm not suggesting that men have to, uh, women have to go out there and go, right, I've got to find four men to be in my group. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, um, but it helped. It helped when you have that sort of uh, point of view. And, and it did help me in my process. Absolutely. Absolutely. And my decisions. At the end of the day, we put everything on the table. Like you said, we discussed it, the pros, the cons, the good, the bad, the ugly. And then it was my decision at the end of the day what I chose to do so and that's um that's pretty much the, the beginning of my path you know and 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 you know and I I chose a holistic approach now I I want your viewers and listeners to understand that I did have my medical team beside me don't think I went out and ate the sun or breathed in the sun for 24 hours. No, it was nothing like that. Um, I And I always say you need Western medicine beside you because they were doing my blood test. They were doing all my scans and everything. So yeah, and, and that's where I started on my, on my journey. And um, the first thing I did um, is I went and spent two weeks in Peru. So pretty much Three days after I was diagnosed, I was on a plane to Peru where I did some shamanic plant work. Um, and people sort of think, well, what does that do? Well, that helped me heal. That's where it starts healing the body, the soul. I had to heal the soul. Uh, and that's where my journey began, where I started to heal what was internal, not just the physical what was going on inside of me? What was what was the traumas I was holding? Things like that, and it's so important. No matter what method, meditation, uh, Reiki, discussing it with your you know your counselor, you have to let go of traumas because that is what creates diseases in your body. Mm. So yeah, that is really really true because I feel like with our body, our body is our most valuable asset and our body is our temple. So you have to do a RCA, a root cause analysis and go beyond the surface level to figure out, okay, why is my body reacting the way that it's reacting? Is it environmental factors or is it internal factors that is causing me to be um, sick? Because sometimes our mind can very well trigger certain, um, certain diseases because if we keep thinking thinking about something and playing into the negativity, it conjures up certain things. And then I just want to dial back a little bit. You mentioned the four men that were on the journey along with your husband, which is five. Mm -hmm. And one thing that people fail to realize is that in the breast cancer arena, men are subject to get breast cancer too. And sometimes I feel like we don't talk about the male component as much as the female component, because we may not be aware that males could be diagnosed with breast cancer as well. And I think breast cancer it is a prevalent subject to discuss, not just between women, but between men, because they need to check out their body as well, especially if they're, you know, going through certain things and maybe they're not eating a proper diet. Maybe there's um, environmental factors that they need to be mindful of, depending on what part of the world you live in, because there's so many pesticides, there's pollution mm -hmm. and so many things that can begin to go into our body um, internally that it affects us externally as well. 
And so I just really wanted to um, highlight that the men were with you on this journey, but they were also learning. And I hope that they were able to take away some of the things from your journey and apply it to their life so they could go into their physician and get checked out. So when you were going through that, did you ever advocate for some of the males that were part of your dream team to go get checked out? Uh, to be honest, I didn't, but these are the, these guys were, uh, I have to admit, or for including my husband, they were already on a, a, um, a, when I put a dream team together, I didn't just get anyone. I got people who were already on the path of healing themselves physically, psychologically, mentally. So these are the people I needed. So they were already on a very good path themselves. But yes, that I believe what the, what the things that were coming out. The, oh, look, I, I tried some methods that I cannot even remember. One had to do with electricity or something. I had to wear headphones. I don't know what it was, but I just did it, you know. And it was one of the gentlemen that said, hey, I do this and it really helps me because it... That thing he did, and I'm probably saying it wrong, one of the gentlemen actually, he did do that. And what it was is he would do that to see if he was carrying any trauma in his body. So yes, having said that, yes, he probably would have been aware if he was carrying any trauma no matter where in his body, because apparently what this system was doing, it would bring up something. If there was like a, um, like a, a block somewhere, it'll show. So yes, he did. The other ones, again, they were already on their spiritual journeys and their, you know, their healthy journeys and things like that. Um, so, but necessarily no. And I think, and it's a great point you bring up because people generally think women get breast cancer, men get um, uh, what's that bowel cancer or pancreas or the other prostate. prostate. Correct. See, and the thing is, or, or bowel cancer, like, oh, that's more men. No, it's not. And it, it's exactly, I, I love the way you made that point because it is important. It's not just a matter of, well, you're a woman, you're only be, you're the only one who's going to get this sort of cancer. No, it's not. Um, where both sexes can get any type of cancer. Of course, we can't get prostate and they can't you know but they can get pain but they can get breast cancer but we can both get pancreas cancer we can both get bowel cancer so absolutely uh you know it is it is definitely important for more men and especially like you said women feel things you know you have your breast checks they tell you how to do a self-examination but men don't do that but of course if you're a man and you're having a shower and you feel a lump somewhere go get it checked out. Absolutely. It's always better to be safe than sorry, because remember, you only have one body and you want to make sure that you are listening to your body and your body will speak to you in various ways. Like if you eat something that your stomach doesn't agree with, you'll get a stomach ache, you'll feel bloated, you maybe feel sluggish, um, fatigue and all of those things. So listen to your body. Your body will never fail you. And your body is a powerful source where it can heal itself if you're willing to put in the work. And now I want to switch gears, Grace, and talk about how you came about forming um, the angels of the angels of me. Because I feel like whenever somebody hears that, they may think about, oh, maybe it's something um, 
woo woo, but it's actually the <laughs> angels of grace.me. And I feel like if you break apart the angels, angels is something that can be spirituals that it could also be, you know, something in the medical physical and then graces, you know, everyone deserves to have grace, but I want to see it from your vantage point. And what was the starting point of it? And what was the hardest thing that you had to learn before you found it your foundation? Well, what it is, is so the angels of grace is actually my first name and my surname. Uh, they're Anjali in, in, in Italian means the angels of. So I actually thought of the name, but may you find your angel is what I always say as well. And the reason, and you, you made a great point because exactly, may you find your angel doesn't necessarily mean you've got to go and find your guardian angel and things like that. You find the person inside. When you guys talk about the word angel, what is a guardian angel? It's a guard. It's something that is internal. It's your soul. So when I say, may you find your angel, it could be the interpreters, may you you find your inner peace may you find your inner spirit may you find your inner glow your inner joy things like that um but the reason being is that's how it started now i had the name name back in the days i had the name back in 2000 probably oh well i met my husband in 2001 so i think i had the name since 2005 something like that but i never did anything with it and what happened was it started to grow because i work a lot with crystals i love working with the healing benefits of crystals so people started to say to me why don't you put something together with crystals so that's where it began and from crystals i started doing candles because what it is is when it comes to going through a trauma or whatever you're going through a journey you want some physical things. Now I have, you know, uh, crystals on me. I have a lot of crystals bracelets on me, but it's not just a matter of, oh, okay, I need all this. Like you said, woo woo protection. No, when I'd be in a, in a, a doctor's ward, I'd hold it close to me. So it's something that's physical that someone could feel close to. And this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to bring in some items that were that were healing so then the person can hold it in whatever trauma they're going through, whatever pain they're going through. It's something physical, like a, like a, uh, I guess, like a, a child with a blanket, you know, they feel secure, they feel safe. So that's where the, the crystals came in. And then I started to create candles because I started to make candles for women who have gone through breast cancer they've gone through the chemo the radiation and there's a lot of smells that they can't handle so I wanted to create an ambience I wanted to create a fragrance where they felt relaxed unwind they can meditate they can journal and things like that so that's where that all began but now also the angels of grace has expanded because now what I do is I actually help women you know, um, they contact me and I become like a, 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 a one of the members of their dream team, you know, and what I do, I'm there to support them. So little did I know that the name was going to be of something later on, you know, um, but that's the thing, even my online stories or, you know, crystals and holistic items, you know, med um, humidifiers and things like that. It's because I wanted to create an environment because it was very important for me to detox my environment. So it's really important to bring in 
a safe environment when you're going through uh, any cancer or a, a, a trauma. I believe that. So that's where the angel's grace sort of came from. So, yeah. Oh, wow. That's amazing. And I like how you took your name, which is powerful, and you dissect it and you put it together. Grace and DeAngeli, the <laughs> angels. So the angels of grace. So you flip flop them. And now you are going out into the world to help other people who are going through their own journey of dealing with cancer. You have your candles, which offers soothing aromas and different smells that they could digest. And I know lavender, patchouli, um, sometimes basil, rosemary, lemon, and some of those are really good. And it's so important to pay attention to what type of smells that you take in because then it could create the environment around um around you because I've tapped into aromatherapy um, mm. by way of the young living essential oils. And then I, um, I haven't used crystals or anything, but I do know that from coming from a religious background, there was different bracelets that we would wear that had different scriptures on it or sayings. And they were kind of like a reminder whenever you're going through that pitfall or you feel blue where you just look down on your wrists and something's right there where it will help you get back in alignment. And for those who may not necessarily want to participate in bracelets or crystals, sometimes there's water that is healing, you know, just um, taking time to decompress with a nice soak and you could put your essential oils in there and light some candles or um, yoga. There's different types of yoga practices that are good to release your body of tension and just really tap into your inner, your inner being because you're silencing the noise around you and you're getting still and quiet. There's so many different ways of going through the healing process and you're not on this journey by yourself. So when in doubt, reach out to those who are closest to you. And if you need a trained professional, reach out to those who are in the medical field, whether it's a cancer doula, whether it's a cancer, um, a cancer specialist or et cetera. So they can help you get over the, the hurdle because your healing is just on the other side. And as long as you're willing to put in the work and you're open to talking about it in a transparent manner. There's so many resources out there to help you live life fully and on your terms, because just because you have cancer, that doesn't mean it's a death sentence. Your life is just, your life is just beginning. It's just a mere setback for a great comeback. That is so great how you said that. It is so true. I always say that to people as well. You, it's not a death sentence. You know, I did not become the cancer. You know, I, I actually looked at it like, uh, you know, I describe it like a handbag. I described my cancer like a handbag. I was putting it under my armpit and then we're going. You're coming with me. Or a broken arm. You don't dis take, disconnect your arm and leave it at home. No, what you're doing is you just keep going forward. You still go forward. It's not ignoring it. It's not, you know, pretending it doesn't exist. It's looking at it. And like you said, it's dissecting it. The more you dissect what you've been diagnosed with, the less fearful it is. Because the word itself, cancer, will scare the living heebie-jeebies out of anyone, you know. But the moment you actually dissect it, I've heard women say, oh, I've been diagnosed with a certain cancer, but they told me it was a good cancer. 
and it made them feel good, you know, so things like that. So what I'm saying is don't always think of it as a death sentence. Yes, there are unfortunately women or men who don't actually have, you know, they, they, they're going through their journey. But even saying that I learned a great deal from a gentleman who had bowel cancer and he lived his life so full that he put me to shame. So that's what it is. None of us know when our contract ends. And like I say to people, you could survive cancer after 25 years and walk past the train station and get hit by a train. So you don't know. None of us do. Or, you know, a falling sign falls on you. You know, you just go, yay, I'm just cancer free for the 10th year in a row. And then this sign just falls on you and takes you out. So it's, it is important to, for people to connect, like you said, to those that are professionals, to doula, doulas as well, you know, to myself. You know, I, what I do is I, I tell people, these are the tools and resources I used. Try them out. Good, go for it. If it's, and I always say, just the one thing I say is be open-minded. I know the medical side is going to tell you, you need to go down this path, but it's not the only path. You know, and and I think that's important, really is. Yeah. That's amazing. And nothing beats a failure but a try. So keep trying until you see the result. And Grace, what are one or two gems that you would like to leave the listeners and viewers with to help them hold on to the good substance that we talked about today? The one thing that I learned when I was diagnosed and I can do it religiously now is look in the mirror and tell me, I love you, Grace. I love you so much and I have your back. And I always say to people, no matter what you're going through, tell yourself, look in the mirror and say, I love you and I have your back. I'm not going anywhere. And what that does is it empowers you. It gives you a strength and a courage on the inside to tackle anything in your life. It really does. That's one of the biggest lessons I came out of with in this, in this journey. Yeah, absolutely. Self-love and self-care is a vital component in the healing journey. And Grace, now back to you. I want you to tell the listeners and viewers how they could connect with you via your website and where you hang out on social media. Sure. So I do have, um, you know, I've got Instagram, Angel, uh, Grace D'Angeli. Um, I also have Instagram, The Angels of Grace, if anyone wants to check out the online store. But I generally send people to the one website, which is www.theangelsofgrace.com. Dot me. Uh, I have a podcast, Breast Cancer Heroes Journey, and you'll find me on Facebook, Grace D'Angeli as well. So anywhere, if you want to send me an email, I'm at support at theangelsofgrace.me. And there you have it, listeners and viewers of GEMS Podcast. You just heard Grace D'Angeli, and we talked about the Breast Cancer's Heroes Journey. Grace made it to the other side. You will make it to the other side as well. Start having those positive vibes, positive energy, and release that positive vibration because positivity is knocking the hell out of darkness because you are here for a reason 
you're on a mission and your purpose is so bright. So allow the light inside of you to illuminate, allow your smile to radiate those dark rooms and those dark seasons. And remember, there is always a test before the testimony. So even though you go through the hard times, you will get through it. We are here to tell you that we're survivors and we're not going nowhere, baby. And neither are you. So until we chat next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day. Subscribe to the podcast on all major platforms and follow us on YouTube at Gems with Genesis Amaris Camp. Ciao. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcasts.